Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the worst game in 50 years for the Redskins, and we break it down by position. We talk about McNabb's new contract, our game balls and kicks, this and much, much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, John? What's up? Uh, dudes, we cannot find, well, Josh is waiting for his wife to get home, and, uh, so he's gonna be late on the recording. No way. Yes, wait. Wait, dudes. Uh, well, let's just hop right into this, cause, um, you know, there's been let's so- Let's la- dude. What? Let's just hop right into the wait, hot wait. mess. Wait, wait, before we hop into Uh-oh. it, thanks goes to David uh. Lee, David Lee Legal Services for sponsoring this podcast that talks about this crappy football team. Worst game I've ever seen in my life. Uh. Ever. Ever. We're not going to go off about it like what Chad Dukes did, but uh. yeah, times a thousand. Oh, Chad Dukes went ballistic, and I can't even handle going off on it. The words cannot express. After the first quarter, I was basically um, numb. Slack-jawed. Like, I went from being, like, completely furious for the entire first quarter where I couldn't even talk. And then my, like, three-year-old daughter is walking over to me going, Daddy, why did you throw this football against the wall? Daddy, why did you throw this hat over here? <laughs> like, she has no idea. And I'm just like, <laughs> like, Steven. And I'm just like, I really don't have a good answer for that, except for that I like this crappy football team, and they're not doing well. And, um, and, and they, once again, they just, they, <laughs> they uh, take our money, and they play like absolute dog mess. Oh, it's horrible, dude. We're, we're reinstituting the ban. The ban was lifted for a short time on buying Redskins merchandise and stuff of that nature. And going to games at FedEx. Uh, but the ban has been reimposed. The ban is fully reimposed at this point. Yes. Because obviously there's only about seven or eight guys in Redskins uniforms that actually cared about what was going on on the field. We could probably name them and, on one hand. Yeah. I mean, at one point I texted Aaron and Josh during the game, and I was like, well... At least tonight we're going to figure out figure out who's going to be on the team next year and who is going to get cut. cut. That's right. It was, dude, literally Williams. the worst game I've ever seen. The only ones that I can think of off the top of my head that come close was the Patriots game. I think that was 2007. And a preseason game against the 49ers in 1998. Where it was like forty-five yep. to nothing, but that was preseason. This is game yeah. nine, and we knew the team was terrible then. And this, I mean, yeah, it was nineteen ninety-eight. Yeah, and this game is worse than the Patriots one by far because, first of all, it's a division rival, and second yep. of all, if the Eagles wanted to, they—I swear—they could have run up that score to at least seventy points. When they scored their last touchdown with five-something left in the third quarter, it, all they did was run the ball. Oh, yeah. 
and we still couldn't stop it. They just ran yeah, like these still... delay handoffs up the middle, and we still couldn't stop it. And they're just like, um, there's not really anything we can do to make it easier for you guys, seriously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Andy Reid was very classy in, in the way that he just he held up. He finally, he put on the brakes and was like, all right, there's no way they're going to come back at this point. Because, you know, we did stage that little mini comeback. There's two touchdowns oh, in yeah. uh, the second quarter. And, and you know, you <laughs> – you play to win the game. You don't you don't go uh giving away points that early in a game. And you know <laughs> Well apparently dude I don't know I don't know what else to say. Apparently, dude, that that whole thing where they went deep on Landry on the first play was cause he started talking smack before the game. It's like dude Yeah, he started acting like he uh was all bad and this is my house and all this stuff, but he went like all the way over to the Eagles sideline to do it. Yeah, and caused a big old scrum, and so the Eagles said later they were like, "So we went back to the locker room and we said, all right, first play, we're gonna go right after uh, LeVron Landry.' Numb nut. Yep, that's what you get. Seriously, dude, for jumping but, on the bed. But as for the specifics of like calling out plays and stuff, like I said, after the first quarter, I was so numb that I couldn't even analyze the game anymore. I was just sitting there like, oh my. This is bad. I was just sitting there going, gulp, 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 as bottles of Guinness were passing in front of my face. That's all I could do. I stopped writing down notes. I was like, it's not even worth my time to write down anything on this game. Dude. Um, I certainly can remember, like you said, on on one hand, I could probably count the players that really put all, uh, you know, 100% effort into that game. Dude, the defense looked like, it looked like they were waiting around. Like, they didn't attack anything. The Vic would, you know, get the ball in his hand, and they'd be standing there like, oh, is he going to throw it? Oh, is he going to run it? Uh, oh, he handed that guy. Oh, whoops, that guy's 10 yards past me already. Uh-huh. I thought Vic was going to keep it. And then when he did keep it, they're just like, oh, taking bad angles and, and like. Taking bad angles and missing tackles. Doing dumb things, like horrible I mean, things. They looked like they looked like a Division two college team. They, they, they yeah. looked ridiculous. And I remember one play where I saw um, – uh, what's his face? Uh, Fletcher run all the way across the field to make a tackle on Vic at the sideline after like two or three of our guys just missed him. Mm-hmm. Our safeties were atrocious. You, you know what we need to do? We need to break it down by position. I mean, go through the whole thing, like offense and defense, just like every single position. All right, let's do it. Say, let's start at the top do? right here. Offense. Might as well start on de- offense. I'm going to start on offense, and I'm going right. to start with Kyle Shanahan Jr. Seriously, dude. <laughs> All right. All right. Run. First down. Let's run it. Second down. Let's run it. Third down. Let's pass. Oh, we didn't get it. Next time we get the ball. First down. Run. Second down. Run. Third down. Pass. Come on, dude. Mix some stuff up. Seriously. Yeah, that was terrible. It's like run up the middle. First, second down. Every single game, we get the third and six, third and seven, third and five, and then we throw a three-yard pass. Third and ten, third and twelve. Yep, and and that's why in this game, later on, I was like, Aaron, did we even convert convert a single third down in this game? And the answer is no. The answer is no way. No way. The Redskins were 0-10 on third down. Did not convert a single third third down in the entire freaking game dude all right i don't even want to, all right donovan McNabb threw like three touchdowns or three interceptions and 
dude, I found out afterwards that one, because we always say, whenever he throws it towards number 84, Joey Crappy Galloway, something bad <sighs> happens. Cowboy. Former cowboy. Something bad happens, and then I read an article today that that interception was Joey Galloway running a bad route to the point where he was benched in the game. And apparently the hummingbird is going to be taking over the third receiver spot. Dude, I could take over the third receiver spot on the team the way the way these guys are playing. Uh, here, yeah, and here's my point on that. Yeah, John, we're getting excited about a five foot seven. 140-pound dude becoming soaking wet, a receiver, getting more playing Becoming the slot receiver. That shows you how much talent or lack thereof is on the team right now, seriously. Chad Dukes went off on it. It's horrible. Last season, dude, last season, I would hear people on national radio shows starting to say the Redskins have no talent. You can't name anyone on the team. They're not that good. There should be a four and twelve team and stuff like that. And I bristle at that some. I'm like, we've got some people on the team. We got some good people, Santana Moss and Chris Cooley and stuff. But now, especially if you think about the way the record is, the Redskins are four and five, but they could they could be zero and nine. Mm-hmm. You know, if it weren't for a couple of lucky breaks and penalty calls. Um, the way. <laughs> You look at the team now, the Redskins may be the least talented team in the NFL. Yeah. And maybe a team like Buffalo, who just got their first victory of the year, maybe they have less talent, but they've got a whole hell of a lot more heart than the Redskins do. Dude, I think the game where the Redskins played the best this year was against the uh, Texans, and they lost that one. The offense was clicking in that game. The Texans' defense is dead last against the pass, too. Their defense is atrocious. But they're not as bad as ours, apparently. Our bend but don't break philosophy, which, I, man, going into that game Monday night, I knew we were going to get burnt deep. I didn't think we were going to get burnt deep that bad, but I knew we were going to give up some scores doing that because Macklin and Deshaun Jackson are just just super fast. And why the heck were the safeties back like 30 yards? Was it because of that? I mean, part of it might I, be the scheme here. Why did, was our safeties 20 yards, yards off the ball? Were they that afraid since- of those receivers? It's ever since Trip G. Greg Williams was there, and he was dropping people back like the safeties back like that. And ever since then, our safeties seem to play back farther than anybody else year in and year out. Whether it was Greg Williams, whether it was Puddin' Pops, Greg Blosh, or or who the hell is our our guy Hazlitt. Hazlitt this year? It was dude back on the offense though. I, that third it, down. It, well, one more thing. Apparently. If I were the owner, if I were the owner. I don't know if I could make it through this week without firing my defensive coordinator after that game. Dude, back on the offense, though, before we get too much yeah. onto the defense, I wanted to throw in one thing. I read some stat today that if the Redskins, all right, they're 32nd in the league on third down conversions, all right? If they go 11 for 11 on their first 11 third downs against the Texans, they will still be behind the 31st team in the league <laughs> on third down conversions the Chicago Bears well behind them so that shows oh you how and bad the Chicago the Bears by the way are what 6 and 2 7 and 2 i just want to say so i just got a text from Josh he's still waiting for his wife to get home so anyway okay moving all right there, we just went to the quarterback position we went through the coordinator we got to move to the 
running back. Actually, Keelan Williams, who we didn't even know was going to play, um, had a few yeah, touchdowns and had it. He he actually had a few good some good runs. So he had he had a great game. I'm going to say he's probably the only player on the entire Redskins staff who had a great game because he was scoring those touchdowns. With no, I mean, they were grinding no touchdowns. There were those two deep plays, mm-hmm. and he got one. And then, um, 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 who's that fullback that got the other one? The new Daryl Young, right? Yeah, yeah, he got another one. Those were well, the the one Daryl Young was a short one, and then they had the penalty. But uh, yeah, Keelan Williams. It's not like he got any freebies. He got one late in the game, but the other two were when there was, you know, a lot of time left in the game. Mm-hmm. So the Eagles weren't just like conceding defeat or putting in their scrubs or anything like that. It's not conceding defeat, but conceding that the game was already out of reach, you know, done and out of reach. He was really grinding it, and I've been saying that. For a few weeks, that Keelan Williams is a really good player. I think he's got some really great upside, and I think he really showed it in that game. Yeah, he played well. Yeah. Um, tight he ends. He's the only one. Tight ends. I don't really remember anything. Yeah, he was the only one, period, because he was the only running back. Tight ends, Chris Cooley dropped one, and then he caught one. And that was probably about and Fred it. Davis had that long pass where he caught the ball. And I think that I can't remember if that was the first touchdown that Keelan Williams got, or if it was the one Daryl Young got afterwards. Yeah, he was like he caught the ball and like he caught the ball and then turned around and he was he He was like he was running in molasses, dude. It was like watching Mark Brunel trying to scramble. I know, dude. It was was unbelievably slow. He's obviously not in football shape, man. He's Uh, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm thinking that maybe he's a. I mean. People have questioned his work ethic before too, and I'm thinking obviously he's uh his cardio is not up to snuff. They need to bench him, obviously, right, Mike? Mike Shanahan. Yeah. Santana Moss was a non-factor. Oh, and then he posed. Then he posed. Oh yeah, he get down twenty-eight to nothing. And Santana right. Moss was a non-factor. Um, we already talked about Joey Galloway. Um, yeah. I don't remember even any of the other receivers if they made a catch or not. I don't know. I think Roy Dell might have made one doesn't matter no one you know everyone was too anything. numb at that point to really care yeah it's and and you know the the eagles had two people in the secondary that were hurt two starters in their secondary that were out yeah and it took us until we were down like 35 to 7 to start exploiting their rookie safety it's like come on start dude. throwing the damn ball yeah ridiculous ridiculous kyle shannon yeah, anthony armstrong in, by the way yeah, Anthony Armstrong was three for eighty-three. He did have that yeah. that one really long pass in the first half as well that set up a score. Yeah, he had a couple um, of good ones there. He had a couple good games, but he had... <laughs> Santana Moss is not an A receiver. He may have been close to an A receiver in his prime, but he's not. And he's our best receiver, and he's like a B. Anthony Armstrong could be up and coming, but you know, he's below Santana Moss. Although he's starting to make more plays because he's covered by the second guy. Yeah. And then who do we have? We got the Hummingbird. We got Roy Dell. We got Joey, ex Cowboy Galloway. Which Aaron, you totally called that before the season. You were like, he's an ex Cowboy. We don't need him. <laughs> it's we don't have any receivers. We don't have any damn receivers on the team at all. And let's go onto the offensive line. Suck. Hire to just be slapped in the face. I texted that to John at one point. I forget what the play Hire's was. Hire's terrible because we lost. Um. Huh? 
Oh, Jamal Brown was out with a Jamal head Jamal Brown, thanks, dude. And yeah, he's got a concussion, and he's questionable for this weekend because of that. So we had to see Stefan Heyer get in there and just get manhandled. He's getting worse. He's not. He's already. You know how players hit their ceiling, and then you're like, well, he's not going to get any better. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, he's already go- declining in his career at this point. And where's Dockery coaching staff? So there's one on you. Um, where the hell is Derek Dockery? So anyway, that sucked. Uh, is there any? Oh, the the fullbacks actually had a pretty. Well, what happened to Sellers? Got injured on that play directly before Daryl Young got the touchdown, but. Right, and then he came back in, and he did have a catch for twenty-eight yards. Yeah, that big one. I do remember that along the sideline, um, a little swing pass. So, yep, yep, and so so he came back, and I think he had a tackle on special teams too. All right, um, so that sums up the offense pretty much, right? Did, yeah, that was pretty much it. Defense, oh my! Everybody, London Fletcher did what he could, and he seemed to have for for what you can say, he seemed to have a. a, a Decent game. I mean, he had 13 tackles in the game. At one um, point in the game, Albert Hainsworth had the only tackle for any play less than, like, two yards. The Eagles, they tackled some guy right at the line of scrimmage. Every other play I remember in that first quarter was, like, at least 12 yards. Yeah, no matter what they did, it was, like, 11, 12 yards every single Time. And I want so, to say so this. The D-line, oh yeah. I want to say this about Hainsworth. People were like cutting on him for that play where they he was laying on the ground. But, um, alright, I wasn't listening to the commentating because I can't stand Jaws, especially when I'm watching an Eagles game. So I had it muted out. And I saw that play and I was like, he just pushed two guys back like five yards and, I mean, and caused Vic to roll out to his right. I mean, he did what he could do on that play. The play was away from him. You think some... 300 pound dude is going to get up and chase down Michael Vick from the backside? I don't think so. In the third quarter? After, well, we know Hainsworth isn't. You know what I'm saying? It's like, dude, he did his job on that play. He flushed the guy out. I mean. I got to say, Hainsworth played very hard for the plays he was in. Because, again, why is he even in the game that much? And so he start, He they finally put him in. And he started. He was playing hard immediately, and they were putting him in more and more. I think he played more in that game in the first half than he had in any other game this year. And he was actually playing pretty well compared to other pretty dudes. much everyone else. Yeah. I mean, there was a little there, but and you know, every time he'd put pressure up the middle, Vic would just kick out to his left or his right. And the linebackers it, could not tackle, dude. They were just sitting back on their on the golly. balls of their feet, like waiting for something. They were afraid to of Vic. They were. They were afraid of Vic. They were afraid. They just needed to attack something. I don't even care if they got it wrong. Like, you know, like, go cover someone or go chase down Vic, but don't just stand there waiting for something to happen. Seriously. Yeah. 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 I, I, it was so annoying, dude. It, it's like, do something. Something. And then. Even if it's wrong. The secondary. Oh, I don't re- Like you were saying earlier, I don't really remember Carlos Rogers getting uh, burnt in this game. I don't remember seeing him being the trailing guy slowing down, going oh, with that "oh man" look to his body as you saw him from behind as an eagle was running away from him. Cream. But I sure do remember seeing that from Landry and D'Angelo Hall and Cream. Dude, Cream and Moore totally, too. Totally, Cream Moore was taking the safeties bad were terrible. Oh man, the safeties may have been the worst people in the game. Cream Moore and Landry—they acted like they'd never played football before. The angles, like you just said, were terrible. And, dude, what was they up? They couldn't tackle. Every time Landry would make a tackle when they're down, like, 58-0, to zero, 
And he's like leaning over the guy, like looking down at him, like, yeah, I just destroyed you. And it's like, this dude, is our house. You're the one that set the tone on this whole game, dude. Go away. Yep. 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 And D'Angelo Hall totally going to call him out. Do you remember there was a point where he got up and he acted like he had pulled his quad or something like that? And he was like, like oh, oh, like limping off the field. D'Angelo? It wasn't his quad. It was hurt. Yeah. It wasn't his quad. It was his pride. Oh, yeah, dude. Because he came right back. It's like you don't injure your quad and then come back in like three plays later. And he thought he was all bad, too, like a few weeks ago with those four picks against crappy Cutler. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sending my jersey to the Hall of Fame. (laughs) I think he tried to sound, I think he tried to sound humble with that, but, you know, D'Angelo Hall is, is, he's, uh, Again, it's like it's like with Santana Moss. He's a B. He's not an A cover guy. He's a B. Dude, I want to say this. We tried to get away with not even doing a real podcast at all this week because we were so disgusted until we started getting inundated with emails and messages like, dude, seriously, you guys have to do a podcast. So we didn't want to let you guys down. And it's probably a good idea that we waited a couple more days because we may have sounded like that Chad Dukes dude from the radio. Um if we had tried to do this on Tuesday night instead of just doing the entire team cut mini cast that we put out, because good God, it's 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 it it went very quickly from I don't even want to talk about it to oh my God I hate everyone that's wearing burgundy and gold on that field and I just going off and yelling and screaming and and you know at least now we can talk with some semblance of of intelligence as far as you know, as far as you're going to get that on Harry Hog football they suck dude all right moving to the special teams cuz i don't even want to talk about the defense anymore it was by far the let, more, most horrible thing that let me say seen. one more thing i do want to put a thing in defense of LeRon Landry real quick not of his play but there were reports this week from some eagles that he had spit on the center during a couple of extra points in the game and Landry came out on his uh, Twitter account. He was like, I wasn't even lined up near the center. I was lined up on the end. How? And and if I spit on him two times, don't you think he would have reacted to it at least one of those times? Did any, did anyone ever see anyone react to that? Again, I'd also want to point this out about that. If he did spit on him, what are they saying? That he would fit in in Philadelphia? I mean, they're used to fitting and vo- spitting and vomiting and running around it's naked like- on the field. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so so you're saying you want him on your team is what you're saying. So you're saying that you know you know give yeah, him, I, give him I, a couple I, I batteries cry. to throw at you and then he'll fit in perfectly well. Yeah, there has been no evidence whatsoever to say that he actually did that. I think that's just a couple Eagles guys talking trash about him because they pretty much hate him. Um, and it's because of stuff he did like before the game, which is why he ended up getting torched on that very first play. And then looking down at people every time he tackles them. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so special teams. Special teams. Um, Brandon Banks didn't really get much of a chance. Their punter, like the few times he had to punt, um, he had to call <laughs> yeah. a fair catch most of the times. So it was well covered. As far as but he had tons of chances for uh, <laughs> kickoffs, though. Yeah, and and he did have plenty, <laughs> and they covered him well. I mean, he had one that he almost broke. He broke it out to like what the forty or so, thirty five, forty somewhere in there. He had a total of one hundred and fifty eight yards on kick <laughs> like returns. twelve kicks. <laughs> anyway, uh, he did pretty well. And Gordon uh, Gano or whatever his first name is, we always call him by the violent fans. Graham. Yep. Anyway, he was kicking him right down the pipe. 
He was kicking well in this game. I think he's going to be good. Extra points. Yeah, I think he's... I think he's going to... He's missed a good amount of field goals. I think he's missed seven this year, if I'm not mistaken, for the t- entire year, which is a lot. But, remember, this is only his second year in the league. I still think he's going to be a good kicker. I do, too. I think he's still got upside. I think he's got good upside, and I, I, I hope they stick with him and keep working with him. Because, you know, how many second-year players on the Redskins are doing everything perfect? Uh, that would be zero. Yeah, and Hunter the punter did fine. So, okay. Yeah. There we go. It was just that they couldn't really break anything because the Eagles were playing so good, let's face it. Right. Yeah, I, there's no way around that. <laughs> All right, let's move forward into the McNabb contract here. Um, yeah, do we want to do that, or do you want to uh, talk about that in the second half? Let's let's go ahead and take the break and do that on the way on the on the back side of this. Yeah, let's go ahead and take the break. We'll talk to you guys on the other side. Maybe we can find Josh. You're listening to, listening to Harry, Harry Hog, Hog Football. Please hang up and try again. Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade, and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, But for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757-259-9377. John, you back? John. Oh, dude, I'm back. Dude, sorry, sorry. I was calling David Lee Legal Services uh, on behalf of the Redskins defense because it was criminal how bad they played on Monday night. Josh just sent us a text going, are you guys still podcasting? Like, what else would we be doing? No, we're watching the Capitals (laughs) game. (laughs) <laughs> the great eight um <laughs> dude they're on a tear right now by the way oh well maybe i should start watching them more and less redskins i think they may have scored more points in the last week than the redskins well no they did put up 28 i can't really say that dude this is kind of funny they probably play with a lot more damn heart though this is kind of funny you guys know my boss is a uh Redskins fan. But what you didn't know is that he's also an Indiana Hoosiers fan. So this weekend, his teams got beat a combined, like, the, the Hoosiers got beat something like 83-7, to 7, and then the Redskins got beat 59-28. to 28. 
Oh man. Um, yeah, that's that's insane. The, the the Wisconsin football team put up more points than the Wisconsin basketball team usually does because you know they're one of those defensive teams that ends up winning games like fifty-two to forty-seven all the time. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so anyway, he was he was pretty upset on uh, well Monday and Tuesday. So man, talk about adding insult to injury. Yeah. Anyway, um, the McNabb's contract came out the uh, details of it the other day, but right before the game earlier that afternoon, it came out that McNabb was um, signed an extension for five years for seventy-eight million dollars. Bleacher Report. Million. I think I think Bleacher Report reported it as eighty-eight, but anyway, seventy-eight million <laughs> for five years. Dude would be what? Thirty nine. He's turning thirty four, I think, this week. So that would make him. So he's like the exact thirty eight, thirty nine. Hey, speaking of turning thirty four this week, so did I. Is he the exact same age? Oh as yeah, me? dude. <laughs> dude, happy birthday! By the way, Aaron, um, for your birthday, I gave or the Redskins gave you a fifty nine to twenty eight CMS. <laughs> you sent me a text that's like for the. For your birthday, the Redskins scored a season high twenty eight points or something. Like that. <laughs> anyway, Woo-hoo! yeah, it was a pretty crappy birthday. I was sick. That happened. It was raining. Traffic was horrible. Anyway, enough about that. The anyway, the Donovan McNabb contract with a guaranteed forty million, and I was like, what? But then some more details came out that he can actually be cut. At the end of this year, and they'll only play, pay him three point five. Is that correct, John? Yes, that is correct. He has a three point five million signing bonus for this this season, two thousand ten, and he gets a quarter million dollars if he's active for eight games. So he's already got that too. Well, then there's only one thing I have to say about that, dude. At the end of this season, Dan Snyder, listen up. We can't have no 39-year-old quarterback making $70 million. Come on now. Well, apparently there are there is another out coming up. Um, next year he'll have a $10 million option bonus, a $2.5 million salary, um, a couple other little bonuses for workout and for playoff incentives. And then in 2012, it's $12.75 million salary. Um so they basically um, put it all. Actually, on the I end think the, the salary contract. for 2011. I think it's a typo. I think it's supposed to be 12.5 million for 2011. Basically, basically, he's going to make it probably through 2011, maybe through 2012, unless he goes through like a sudden spate of big injuries like he's done before. Um, and I do have to say, who the hell else are we going to get to be quarterback? Uh, we need to draft. See, I thought they would draft someone next year and then kind of use them as a mentor before I knew that, you know, the out for the $3.5 million was just if they did it this year. So I don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah, I had heard there was an out again for 2011, but I, I, I have not read any details on that. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. He's going to be here. He'll be a mentor. Maybe it'll be John Beck, that third stringer we got, or maybe we can get someone good. Um, in the draft. Dude, we need to call um, our uh, lawyer on staff at Harry Hog Football, David Lee, and get him to check out that contract and give us the details. Give us give us the great details. Anyway, 
Well, I think uh, we're not wrapping it up quite yet. We got to give our games and our kicks. So, um, um, do we gotta? Um, yeah, we gotta. So, and since it's a loss, and I forget who told us that we should do. I think it was Stud Horse said that after a loss, we should do the kicks first. Anyway, <laughs> here we go. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. This week's Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by Cox. Cox Communications. And Ridapoo. Ridapoo is what you need to do. Ridapoo. That's Sonny Jurgensen commercial where he does Cox. Still cracks me. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. He's like, you should call Cox today. (laughs) (laughs) I love. Never mind. Anyway, let's go. In Um, any event. Um. Okay, uh, go ahead with your kick, dude. And Josh sent, texted me his a minute ago. Yeah, I think Josh said he wanted to give his kick in the ball to Keelan Williams, so that's Josh's pick. Um, my kick in the balls, should I go for the obvious one or should we make that a collective? There's so many obvious ones, just go for one. Just don't make okay, it Okay, mine's going to go to LaRon Landry for basically talking smack and then getting his getting it put right back in his face on the very first play of the game and continuing to get it for the entire game. Ron Landry, you are a numb nut. All right. Um, I haven't even really thought about who my kick is going to go to because the whole team was so incredibly bad. But I'm still, I think I'm going to have to give it to Kyle Shanahan. Why does it take him down 35 <laughs> points before he tries something different? Seriously, dude. Yeah. And the entire defense. That's whose mind's going to be. And Josh, well, the, uh, did you want to discuss this further? No, 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 not really. All right, Josh um, is giving his game ball to um, – hold on, let me re, re let He me said find he wanted to give his Here game ball to um, – No, I found I it. I believe it was Joey Galloway. <laughs> Here I found. Did you say Joey Galloway? I think he did. And he wanted him to join his fantasy team with all the rest of his Cowboys. <laughs> um, here we go. He says he wants to kick the whole D, giving up 600 yards and almost 60 points. So okay, dude. And I would also like to throw out something that you guys kept arguing with me about during this game. This is kind of a little interesting. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. He has to pick one player. We don't do collective ones or like group ones like that. Well, he didn't do that. I'm just telling you what he wrote. Okay, then he's going to give Josh. it he's going to give it to Joey Galloway. All right, fair enough. All right. So anyway, all right. John, you kept arguing with me about this, but I swear that touchdown <laughs> that that dude caught on the Eagles, he caught the ball in the air and then la- landed on the pylon, but his shoulder or hip was out of bounds and for some reason you were saying that they said it was a is touchdown. There, that is a what's weird about the you know, in in football, you have to have two feet in established possession to be a catch and everything like that. Even if you're in the end zone when you catch the ball, if you're in the back of the end zone, side of the end zone. But there's a weird loophole in the rule in the NFL that if you catch the ball or you, you, you get the ball in some way, shape, or form, I guess it's really got to be with a catch, and you hit the pylon before you touch out of bounds, even if you have not established both feet and bounds, if you break the plane by hitting the pylon first, it's a touchdown. 
even if you don't get one foot in bounds, if you hit the pylon first, it's a touchdown because you broke the plane. So is it basically like if you touch the pylon with any part of your body, it's the equivalent of getting two feet in? You have to get the ball over the line. Oh, I know that, but I'm just ball. talking about possession. Yes, yes, that's pretty much what it is. They consider that possession if you have the ball and you touch and the, you pylon hit the pylon in the air. So. Uh, so it, it's it's so it's, just a really weird loophole, but I'd seen that in a game. It was either last year or the year before, and the announcers explained it out because everyone was confused about it. And they were like, well, that doesn't make sense because if you're going out of the back of the end zone, you have to have two feet in. If you catch it like in the back of the end zone, you have to have two feet in. If you catch it on the side of the end zone, you have to have two feet in. But if you catch it and like dive from the – you're diving in the air. Just That player was a prime example. So you dive and hit the pylon without touching anywhere else first, like out of bounds, that breaking the plane gives you a touchdown, even if you have not established yourself in bounds. So basically that little orange foot and a half high little, you know, spongy uh, rectangular baseball bat thing that sticks up from the field is like a vertical extension of the field. Basically, yeah. All right, so now that you got that squared away, explain to me the dude that – on the Eagles that bobbled the ball and landed out of bounds and then secured it, how that was a catch, even after review. Even after review, I have no explanation for that except for that the uh, the, announ- the the official doing the booth review is a uh, numbnut. He is a? Numbnut. And explain to me how that other touchdown in the back of the end zone where the dude's heel landed on the line, a la Art Mark in the Super Bowl, how that was a catch. That was a catch and touchdown because it was raining and it was later in the game and everyone wanted to go home already. And no one cared anymore. And no one cared. Or the refs just sucked. Even the referees. I did notice, didn't we see at the beginning of the game that the head referee, it was his first game? First first Monday night game. first Monday night game. Yeah, well. Boy, he picked a good one. Yeah, he picked an awesome one. Yeah, called an awesome one too. He could get away Uh, with those calls in this one because it was so out of hand it didn't really matter. Yeah, exactly. It's not like those calls that we're talking about really were going to swing the influence of the game in one direction yeah. or in the other direction. Yeah, don't so. get me wrong about that. Don't go around tomorrow saying, Harry High Football said if they would have got those calls right, it would have been a different story. Because no. The Redskins totally would have won that game if they had gotten those calls right. Yeah, no. Not at all. No, that game could have easily been 70-something to yeah. 28. Yeah. Anyway... Uh, I just Game had to ball. throw that in there. Um, okay, yeah, let, let's do let's do that now. And now, the coveted and ever elusive Game Ball Award. <laughs> it was ever elusive for this game. <laughs> um, Game Ball. I balls. got two. All right, go with yours. I got two. Um. I'll leave the obvious one, even though he's kind of my dog, because I've really actually been pulling for him a lot, and I still think he's he's proven himself to be just as good, if not better, than Ryan Terrain. But I'm going to leave that one, because I want to give Daryl Young a game ball. The backup fullback, first catch in the NFL, three-yard touchdown. In a crappy First game. catch is a touchdown. Even though they lost the game, and I'm sure that tempers it a lot, it's, it's kind of cool to at least say your first catch in the NFL was a touchdown. And I noticed that him and and uh, my game ball, Keelan Williams, um, both kept those those touchdown balls when they ran off the field. So it was special for yeah. them at the very least. 
And yeah, you, Keelan Williams had a special game, and it's too bad it was in such a blowout because I mean he had a great game. Yeah, we already talked about him like fighting for those touchdowns where he was like, "I'm not going down, I'm getting in." Yeah, it's not like he really busted through big time. I mean, he was really fighting for every every foot of, of ground he could get. Yeah. So that so our game ball is going to and Josh in a surprise turn of yeah, events you, is giving his game yeah. ball to number five Donovan McNabb for scoring 28 points behind a sucky O line. And I guess I can see the logic in that because the, and, and same thing with Keelan Williams he was able to get three touchdowns. One of them I think was on a pass, um, but the other two were on the ground and it was behind that crappy, crappy, terrible offensive line that we have. Mm-hmm. And I would also we wanted, thought the offensive line was bad last year, man. God, they're just atrocious. And they need to bring and in where Dockery. the hell is Dockery? Seriously, I'm not even going to say. <laughs> anything. But let me point this out too. Another thing about Donovan McNabb, he had those three picks, but at least one of them was Galloway's fault. I don't know about the other two. Um, one was a tip. Um, so at least two of them were t- were others' faults, allegedly. Yeah. So anyway, um. I will say this for Donovan McNabb. When they went down 28 to nothing, he got like the whole offense together over on the sideline. I was like, you could see him talking to him like, come on, dude, seriously. We need to get yeah, back into this thing. And then they got back, you know, they started to do a little bit better there for a while. Well, can you imagine, and I know Jason Campbell's been doing better in Oakland and whatnot recently, but can you imagine him pulling the team around and trying to rally the troops after that? Oh, no, dude. I mean that's that's the leadership quality that McNabb has. That's that's one of those things. He doesn't have a great accurate short pass, but he's he's got he can throw the ball a ton and he can he's he's got a leadership quality. People respect him. Um unless you're TO because TO is just a prick. Yeah. Um we need to talk about injuries before we go here, dudes. And I'm just going to touch on a couple of them real quick going into this weekend's game. Uh Clinton Portis. I'll talk about the people who are Miffy or will not play. Clinton Portis is iffy, may or may not play. Artis Hicks has a thigh injury, has not been practicing. Um, Carlos Rogers has a hamstring. Hey, does that? Hey, hold on, hold play. on, hold on, hold on. Does that mean that they hold have on. to bring in Derek Dockery if Hicks is out? Dude, good point. I sure hope so. All right, because he did not practice yesterday or today. Today being Thursday. Um, Carlos Rogers has got a, a hamstring issue. And they're saying he's going to play, but it's a hamstring, and he's a cornerback. He'll play. So I'm I I don't know if he's going to play or not, or if he plays, he may end up getting out of the game because of it. It's just tight. Um, it's just tight. Yeah, yeah. I hope that's just it, because you know how that can be. I remember. I mean, geez, Sean Springs wouldn't. How many games did he miss with hamstring issues? Anyway, um, yeah. other guys that are that look like they may not play this weekend. Jamal Brown got a concussion, which is why Stefan Heyer was in, like we said. And, you know, it's probable he's not going to play this weekend. He might come back next weekend. We'll see. Um, and that's it for the for the uh, the guys who probably aren't going to play. Everyone what about else. Ryan Terrain? Ryan Terrain, same thing, hamstring. They're actually saying he may be out for a couple more weeks, depending on what, what, what you look at online. Well, it's he looking be, like Keelan Williams, and I, I doubt that. Portis is going to play this weekend. I really do. I think it's going to be Keelan Williams and Josh Allen again because it might as well have been. It's going to be Keelan Williams, and we already said we're going to have the hummingbird at receiver. So they need to put the hummingbird back there on some direct snaps and let him like shoot through some of those teeny tiny gaps that are being opened up by like Lichtenstein. <laughs> then he just needs to like go through Lichtenstein's legs and because <laughs> he ain't opening any gaps. Yeah, you got that right. Well, the biggest gap is the one. <laughs> Never mind. 
Anyway. <coughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. That could have been going in so many different directions. I think we should end it on that note. Yeah. I think that pretty much wraps it up for this week. I'd like to thank Dude Man Wit for writing in. David Lee Legal Services for sponsoring us. Anyone that's actually listening to this podcast after such a debacle. Yeah. Rigo's Revenge and Cage and some of you other guys that have been on the website. Oh, dude, we failed to mention the hog line is back. You can give us a call thanks to Google Voice. You can give us a call at 77 Harry Hog and leave us a message right there and the, your voice message will go right to our email inbox and we can use those on the podcast so let us know so what you want so please note please note if you call and leave a message anything you leave in that message may end up in a podcast yeah and we'll have to run this by our legal <laughs> counsel counsel David Lee but we're pretty sure we can give you that disclaimer and thanks anyway. to David Lee Legal Services for sponsoring us even through this crappy crappy week mm-hmm. the worst game I've ever seen in my 35 years as a fan yeah, it was pretty horrible. But, um, hey, maybe we'll bounce back and have a huge win against the Titans this week. Um, the Nashville next. I'm not going to hold my breath, but I'm still going to watch the game. Talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Redskins, but it's pretty much going to be hard to joke anyone this week. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I think, I think you're right. So, anyway, talk to you guys later. Hail. Bye-bye. Hail. True fans still watch it all. I'm just a